As Americans, we aren't used to thinking of our political leaders as kings and queens, but as Christians, it may be helpful to think about Christ as our king. Stay tuned to find out why. Hello, friends. It's good to be with you. As always, thanks for taking a few moments to spend with me today. This episode is airing on Sunday, November 22nd, which is the final Sunday of the church year. And that Sunday is known as Christ the King or the Reign of Christ, R-E-I-G-N, as in the reign of a sovereign. Um, so it's a, it's a time when we talk about uh, the royalty of God, of, of, of how Christ is the king for all eternity. Those of you who are fans of The Crown, the British series about the current queen, uh, it's maybe incidental or not inappropriate that that uh, latest season just started uh, last week. I, Amy, my wife, and I are big fans of it. We have not had a chance to see the first episode of this fourth season yet, uh, but that's also related to kings and queens, obviously. Which reminds me that in our world, in the America of 2020, and for that matter, America ever since it was established, we don't have kings and queens, as we know. We just went through an election uh, precisely because we don't have rulers who last a lifetime. And so we are sort of, I think, uh, constitutionally, uh, not legally, but also just in our marrow of our bones as American, opposed to the idea of royalty. And so the whole thinking of Christ as a king is a little bit foreign to us. Uh, and we think, well, we're past kings and queens. We're past royalty. We understand ourselves in a different kind of way. And I just want to pause on that and, and suggest that maybe uh, we're not as, uh, or the idea of, of kings or queens in our lives is not as foreign as we think uh, in, in this way. One of the narratives of the entire Bible is about being opposed to idols. That's the technical theological language. Uh, and, and simply what that means is an idol is something you put in place of God that is not God. And uh, Thomas Aquinas, after whom the University of St. Thomas is named and is one of the genius minds in the Christian tradition over the last two millennia, articulated the four things that most commonly take the place of God, that become idols uh, rather than God. And they are wealth, pleasure, power, and fame. Wealth, pleasure, power, and fame. And I would suggest to all of us listening, myself included, that as we approach the end of the church year, it wouldn't be a bad idea to do a little bit of a searching inventory and reflect on, okay, um, am I making an idol out of one of those four things? Am I putting it in the place of God? And by the way, I want to be very clear about this. Um, those four things in and of themselves, I am not saying that they are bad, or negative or evil. What I'm saying is that because we are fallen, we are broken, we are imperfectly shaped in this world with our relationship with God and one another out of sorts, those four things, rather than being tools for accomplishing God's purposes, can become things that we bow down to for their own sake. And that's where there's a problem. And one of the ways around that <clears throat> is to reorient ourselves so that we are bowing down to the only person that deserves our prayer and praise, and that is God, Jesus, 
who is, as we are reminded on this coming Sunday, in fact, our eternal king. So, as we approach that Sunday, I would simply encourage you, give some thought to what you're bowing down to. Uh, a smart person once said one of the easiest ways to figure that out is to look at your calendar and your checkbook. That's a nice, easy, simple check to see what am I worshiping in this life. Um, uh, admit to, to that, uh, you know, confess that to God, and then pray to God to allow you to reorient yourself to bow down to him alone. That's it for today. Thanks as always for being with me. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.